What is up, everyone? Welcome to Agency Journey. I am your host, Andrew Dembski. Excited to have you here on episode 155 of the podcast. Got Gray on the line with me. Gray, you want to say What's hey? What's up, everybody? Hello. Hey. As I've been instructed <laughs> to say. Hey. Love it. Well, in this episode, we've got a big announcement to share with everybody. Um, we've been getting some questions recently on what's going on with the podcast, and we want to kind of give you guys a little bit of a behind-the-scenes picture on what's going down in our world. Uh, on the next episode of the podcast, we're going to give you kind of a forward-looking view into what's coming in the next season here on the podcast, what guests and everything. So stay tuned for that coming down the line. Watch your feed for that. Um, but in this episode, Gray and I want to walk through a little bit of a story of where we've been the past few months um, and what that's meant for our business and a big, exciting announcement that we've got coming up. There are a lot of things changing here, and I'm just excited to share what's kind of happened behind the scenes and the uh, ups and downs, especially the downs of um, kind of our journey and, and what's been changing over here. So excited to share that with the community. The interviews that we have, normally not you and I just chatting, uh, I always take a lot away from – and just because we learn, we don't learn that much. When I mean, we learn, but we don't learn as much when things are going well versus when things are souring because that's kind of the only positive we can take out of it. So we look for that um, is to take away what um, what lessons we've learned. So we've, we've got some things to learn and uh, and some exciting things that have been happening too. So we'll share the wins as well as losses, but we'll, we'll give that all to you. So the big announcement here is we are rebranding. Goodbye, do inbound. We'd like to introduce everybody to Zen Pilot. It's the first time it's been said on air. Uh, Zen Pilot, doing about is becoming Zen Pilot. We're really excited about it. We'll tell you about what that means, what that looks like, um, what that means for all of you and our relationship. Now we're not breaking up. Uh, but first, <laughs> let's, give them the, let's give them the backstory. So, Dimmer, if we yeah, backtrack buddy. here to early in the year, early 2018, let's talk a little bit about what was going on. So I'm going to, I'm going to let you give us the kind of where we were first, let's say first quarter of this year. Yeah. I think we'll start that by setting the stage of last year inside of do inbound. And some people listening to the podcast don't even know what we do, which I always think is hilarious, but do inbound is a project and process management software. Um, that is kind of like what we've been trying to build the past few years. And that, that piece of software going all through 2017 like we poured a ton of resources time attention into it with the goal of like packing it with features that were on our roadmap stuff that people were asking for um and we succeeded in that like we pumped a lot of new value into it um well let's talk a little bit about what that looked like too and sorry to cut you off but we right. have since since we started the software in 2013 which we might get into kind of how that rolled out of our agency guava box but it's always been bootstrapped We've always kind of put in whatever we could afford to put in to keep building it out. Mm-hmm. And so one of the big reasons um, all of last year that the investment level continued to rise was the business had obviously grown over time. Business is a momentum game. I guess it's not obvious that it grows over time. A lot of businesses don't grow over time. <laughs> but uh, fortunately, we hadn't done everything wrong. It was still growing. <laughs> um, but we were still kind of doing the same thing that we had done in the past. Every dollar that we could put back into the business and growing the team and everything else, we were putting back in um, to grow. And so we we invested an awful lot last year. 
And um, as we'd done the years before, but last year was the biggest year because, simply because the, the business was the largest. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of want to share our philosophy, how we built it and the funding model that we use because that I'm not sure everyone's familiar with that. So I'll be done interrupting. Carry on. Thank you. And that's good context. Like, and this is hard. Like we're, we're really trying to be open and honest about like the journey we've been on here, but it's hard. Like it's the struggle of the memoir. Like where do you draw the line? Like, what do you, there's things that we assume as I'm telling a story that I forget that you guys don't know listening. Um, so that's one of them. Like from the beginning, we've been bootstrapped and we do that because we wanted to maintain control of the business and have be able to make the best decisions for the business. Uh, that's kind of been a big point that Gray and I have been in agreement upon from the beginning where, you know, why didn't we go down the funding route? It's because you got to give up a lot of control. You've got to answer to a lot of other people rather than you as co-founders and also your customers. Um, so that's kind of been a guiding principle for us up to this point. So all of last year, we poured a ton of resources. We grew our team. We were, you know, we're making this transition from a marketing agency into a software company. And that meant learning a lot about how to, you know, build software, how to test software, how to collect feedback from customers, doing all of that stuff, design new features and everything. Um, and so that was the theme of 2017 was just pouring into this piece of software, making it stronger, trying to position ourselves more and more as a software company. Um, but what happens when your plans don't meet reality? Um, we got to the beginning of 2018 and we poured all of the, these resources into the software and we were still having issues with churn. We were still having issues where people were trying to adapt, trying to get stuff up and running and they were having better traction than they were six months before or a year before. Uh, but we were still kind of plagued with some issues. They changed a little bit. They turned into not so much feature issues of I need this feature and it's not in there. It was more so performance issues where hey, this isn't running as fast as I'm used to my apps running or I'm having a hard time getting certain things to load. Like, It's like any part of business. When you reach a new level, you reach new challenges. So great. I'd say that's where we were at the beginning of 2018 is like this crossroads of we've done all this, we've invested all this, but we have a new set of challenges right now and where do we go from here? Right. A couple of things from what you said. I think... So one is churn is always going to be an issue in software, and that's not a, it's not fun from a business perspective. But not all of that is necessarily a bad thing. So if you are in a business where you're churning right now, that can be overcome. That's not, um, that's not an unconquerable problem to have. But for us to still have that churn after all that we put in and the personal attention we were spending on agencies and working with folks, um, that was frustrating for us to continue to have and to continue to be dealing with. The other thing yeah. is just to kind of clarify on the, it's always been important to you and I to be in control of our business. So it's not necessarily that obviously we think like most of us do that our decisions that we're going to make are going to be the best decisions. That's we wouldn't choose them if we didn't think they're the best decisions. <laughs> but it's not necessarily that we would make better decisions than if we had outside funding and we were influenced by um, a board with financial uh, stakes in the company and the opportunity to boot us out of the company at any point or or not, depending on the setup of, of that we had in place. But just that we've always valued having that control and the ability to move quickly mm -hmm. and implement what we want to implement and do that. And that's still a value that we have. It may be wrong. It's not always, it hasn't always produced the best results. 
uh, sometimes it's produced great results. Sometimes we've made, we definitely made a lot of mistakes as well, but it's been helpful to be on the same page and aligned about this is what we want to do the way that we want to run at least this business that may change in the future. But as far as the way we're wired and things, that's what works Mm -hmm. well for us. Yeah. So all that said, and I mean, the reason this originally, as I mentioned, this started as a side project out of Guava Box to help us build the tool that we wanted and that we felt like we needed. And we built a tool that really helped us out and helped a lot of agencies out. Um, but we were still struggling with it. And so we had all this potential. We still believed in the, that the problem is still a problem. We still had the issue to solve. We were so passionate about um, building it and, and helping to solve that problem. But we had these options that we were looking at. We kind of broke it down into four different options. you want to share what those options were, um, Dimmer? Yeah. So we got to this point where we're having all of these issues. Um we've got all the features in the platform. So now it's like, how do we make this thing sustainable where it's, you know, it's reliable. Like people can come into this and, and just trust that it's going to be performing up to their expectations. Um, and so we met with our, our product team and we're like, here's, here's what we're hearing from our customers here. Like the big things we need to tackle. Um, and we came away with like four options and I'm not like, we, we didn't come out of that conversation with four options. Like, I can't remember how long it took for us to put all four of these on the table, but basically what the product team says, if, if we want to address these challenges, we've got to start over. We've got to rebuild this, this app from the ground up on a new technology stack, basically, um, that's better positioned for the future and is going to run a lot faster and it's going to solve all the problems. Um, problem was we'd heard that before and this would have been our third rebuild from the beginning. Um, and so when Gray and I, kind of came to the realization that that was our path forward. It caused us to kind of tap the brakes and step back and say, okay, where are we going from here? And that's when we put together this list of four different options. Um, option number one was double down on the software, like further position ourselves as just a software company targeting the agency niche, but just primarily a SaaS company, go out, raise some money, bring on the, the full-time dev dedicated dev team that's needed to support a product and all of the the talent that goes around the dev team coming into this i thought you just needed a developer to build a SaaS app you need a whole team of people surrounding that developer in order to actually create a workflow that's functional just like any business it's more complex once you get inside of it um so that was our first option is like do we go out there and raise money um and double down on the software side Another option was, do we go out and sell the business, um, just straight up as it is, sell it to someone who can take it to the next level? Um, you know, we're kind of the visionary founders. We got it to a certain point, but we'll find those people who want to be kind of the turnaround and tackle things and have the systems and processes to take this company to the next level. That was the second option. Um, the third option was to partner or merge with another company in the space where you know we could perhaps they were a software company that wanted to move into the agency space and we could help them facilitate that or they were already in the agency space and they wanted to grow in their capabilities in the agency space to serve our audience, our people. Um, so we thought maybe we could find someone like that. And the fourth one was say goodbye, ditch the software that we'd invested <laughs> over $750,000 into and just say goodbye to it and walk away and launch something new. Um, and obviously that last one, just because by human nature, we have a lot of pride in us and we didn't want to just like walk away from everything without 
Well, I, it's beyond just pride, but we didn't just want to walk away from stuff. We want to make sure we're making the, the sound decisions there. So, um, mm-hmm. those are those are the four options. Great. Like, what were your when you looked at those? Like, what were I don't, I'm trying to think like how can we walk people through our decision making process here and like as we explored those different options, um, what were you thinking when we were looking at that? Yeah. Well, first of all, uh, we're both probably a little depressed or maybe not not clinically depressed, but we're down in the dumps a little bit as far as attitude about where are we going to – anytime that there's a lack of vision, that's inevitable that that will happen. And so that was the big, the big takeaway from that was we went for this period of time where – it was unclear we what was stated as the vision. We felt like we weren't able to execute well, mm-hmm. and that was and we didn't adjust the vision right away. So when you're operating under like this is kind of what's stated as a vision, but we're not sure this is the vision. Um, it's just an awkward place to be in and to figure out what are we going to do. And there's a whole lot of um, we could go back and we could go on for a long time about the whole process of how we got to this and um, got into this point where we had to make the decision but so doubling down on the product if we wanted to keep going i felt like we needed to double down on the product team so increase and grow the product team increase spend there and um if not rebuild from scratch then do a like a a pretty massive overhaul because of some of the architecture issues that we had with the platform itself to be able to scale the way that we wanted it to scale so as we kept adding users the platform was great at first and the more data and the more we're just capturing so much data it's such a heavy uh system that the more and more we loaded it down um the more challenging it was to keep up with that and that's every software company faces that but you don't know what that feels like until you get in and, and have to deal with that and the as we talked about um wanting to retain control and make our own decisions and be able to control the user the end user experience and control as much as possible um the idea of going out and raising money for it, what well, was feasible, wasn't that appealing to either of us. So we still debated, is there a way to just extend the process longer? And that way we can keep kind of rolling along as we are. Um, but the software space has also changed pretty dramatically, even just since we got in it five years ago. Yeah. And it's getting harder and harder. It's getting easier and easier to build a SaaS and it's getting harder and harder to compete without raising money and having cash because you just have to go so fast. Um, it's tough to go slow and still <clears throat> make traction before someone else comes in and um, can rebuild that same idea with a better budget and with better features or better people or better, you know, whatever. Um, that's not to discourage people, but just that it's a different market today than it yeah. was five years ago, which five years ago was a different market than it had been five. It's constantly evolving, but it was a different place. Um, so the next path that we went down was we looked at selling the company and um, talked to an M&A firm, went through and did some of the groundwork there to figure out, okay, let's go through the valuation process. Let's go through what interest and stuff would look like. And um, both of us felt hesitant about that we didn't know there wasn't a clear here's what i want to go do here's mm-hmm. what i want to go do next if we if we leave this company um definitely feel a, a deep connection because of a lot of the relationships that we've built here so there was a little bit of um and some people 
we'll say that's silly to be attached, but a little bit of attachment to current customers or customers who we've served and feel like when you're the one who's been on a call and sold somebody on the software and how it can help them in the training and brought them in, then to shut it down at some point in time, or not to shut it down, but to hand it off to someone else is um, was kind of challenging to wrap our heads around. And so as we went down that road, we took a long look at the process and we wound up um, not going down that route before we, before listing the business and sending it out to the, um, sending it out to a list. So there's probably some point if we're, if I'm being honest, where if that number is, uh, you know, you never have to work ever again money, maybe that's enough to convince. So I don't want to say that it's a hundred percent just principle of I'm not going to sell to someone. Like if, if we'd found the right fit and the money had made sense, I think we probably, um, would have looked at that. The hard thing for you and I, which we'll get into was there's a piece of the business that we wanted to keep a piece of the business that we felt like we couldn't execute in a world-class manner. in. and so what would have been more appealing is maybe to sell a part of the business. Yeah. So the next option as far as merging, um, we, we kind of pursued that one more than the sale side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but really only with, with one specific fit where I felt like there was a good opportunity, a good mutual fit. Um, you want to talk about that experience at all? Yeah, it was a, it was a really good experience. Um, just like working through the process, like it's it's cool to to think it's cool to have a focus on who you want to help. That's a big thing, because when you know who you're going to help, then like partnering with other companies who also want to help those people out becomes a whole lot easier. So the fact that we do help agencies, like agencies are our people, was really helpful in this in this search. And it was good to connect with another company that's kind of on the same path, that, that sees the same problems in agency businesses that we see and wants to help in the same way that we want to help, but kind of doing it, tackling a different set of problems. Um, anyway, that, so it was a, it was a, a good experience to kind of work through that and just like explore how can we work together? You know, what areas of alignment do we see? What areas are we not sure about? Um, working through all of that without getting into like, we could do a whole podcast on this phase of the process. Um, it just didn't end up working out. It didn't, it wasn't a, the company that we were talking to decided it wasn't going to be a good like focus fit for them which was hard to hear, but I definitely respected it. Um, that like to bring all that do inbound had into their fold would dilute their focus, um, and disrupt where they were going. So obviously that's not what you and I wanted to hear. Um, but looking back on it, I really appreciated the experience and like what we learned through that. And it's a good example to see set. Right. Yeah. That's a super hard, obviously merging any two businesses or, you know, one business purchasing another business is always a hard transition. So there are a lot of questions and we didn't get, you know, it wasn't like we had paperwork or an agreement or like got anywhere like that, but, um, definitely explored that. And I think that that is, is, you know, probably a lot of listeners or agencies. I think it's certainly worth a lot of agency owners have gone down the same path that we've gone down. And so hopefully Mm -hmm. this is helpful to kind of hear our experience and where we've, where we've gone and certainly if there's follow-up questions there may be another episode at some point on just figuring out what to do what is the exit strategy that's something you and i never really built out 
is what's our way out because we've always felt like, well, we're going to make this work. We're excited to do it. There was never a, and here's where the journey ends because the journey isn't isn't meant to end in our minds. Yeah. So, um, the fourth option, I'd mentioned this with this when we were talking about selling the company is early on, we were selling the software. We were trying to train people how to use the software. And a huge thing that we found was that having pre-built templates for how to manage client campaigns and client projects um, and how to do all the little details was super helpful. That was the easiest way to help um, agencies get instant value and activate them on the platform, which then was a, was a good thing for us as well. And then what kind of piled on that was we're giving people the tactically what to do, but what's the strategy behind it? Mm-hmm. Plus some of the templates that don't live in a project management tool. And we turned that into training courses. So we've talked about them a little bit on the podcast before, but really have not spent much time on them. So we have these training courses that um, we sold and sometimes packaged with the software, sometimes didn't, but um, the agencies were using. And so as this whole thing is going on, the training side of the business, well, we've tried to position ourselves as a software company and been a software company. Um we are working super hard to try and make the software work and it feels like we're making a marginal impact. Some people are really enjoying it, but we still have every month, not every month, but averaged across months, we're still churning 10 to 11% of our customer base. Um, if you look back at you know some of the rough times and the you know rough quarters that we've had. And with that type of churn, that was really frustrating. The training, we never spent, or um, we didn't spend as, nearly as much time and effort um, to build. There's so much terrible training or training that has a really bad rap in the, in the space. And we never, I never felt like we worked that hard. And yet agencies had, a, were having, we're seeing huge impacts on their, on their growth and operations by going through the training that we had. So as the training revenue side of the business continued to, um, to grow and grow faster than the software, um, revenue was growing. That was the part of the business that we felt like. And I think this was a huge self-discovery process for us and learning about us. Like, I think that I'm, we're both pretty high in self-confidence. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think most people wouldn't be doing businesses if they weren't a little overconfident in their own ability. And I do think that we could be good at software. Um, but it just would take a tremendous amount of work and effort for us to get there and get to that point. The training side of things, um, we've spent a lot of that time doing training, doing coaching in all kinds of different contexts. And it's never really felt like work or like we were intentionally trying to coach to develop as coaches. It was just something that came along with it. Mm-hmm. And that's something that for both of our personalities, that comes much more naturally to us. And so I think when you find the thing that you do better than most people do, without working as hard as most people do that's like that is a that's an area of strength for you just yeah. like every personality um trait there's some things that i can be um gregarious but that doesn't come naturally to me so that's not that's hence that's not a strength that you have um things that come natural and you do better than most other people do so that kind of leads into the fourth option that we finally kind of landed on and looked at more seriously, which was, do we partner with an existing project management tool? We let who's really strong on the software side and let them focus on that. And we focus on training agencies 
and providing the processes and helping them with their operational and uh, and growth issues. And that was the fourth option. Do you want to take it from there? Yeah, like that's so that's ultimately the option. We worked through the first three, and those were like high highs, low lows. Like just thinking like, okay, that that thing didn't work out, but oh, I'm excited about this. Like I can see all the value. I can see like the upside in this, and like getting excited about something just to be let down again. It, um, yeah, it was that was in like a really intense emotional season, and that might have been six weeks. That might have been two months. I can't remember like what that inten- like. It felt like eternity living in like those were low points of just like continuing to get beat up over and over again. And going back to the drawing board again is like, there are really five options. Like, do we re do we double down and keep doing this thing? Or do we just go get jobs? Like that was the other option that I didn't even want to like think about, but like that was out there. It's like, do we just walk away from everything and wave the white flag? Um, because when we were bootstrapping, like we're building the business first and kind of paying ourselves last. And so that's, that was a big consideration. All of this is like, how much more do we want to endure in the, just the journey of running our own business. So we got to this last point of like, can we find a partner that'll handle all the technology side of things, which is like where 80% of our overhead comes from, where 90% of our customer issues are coming from is from the software side of this equation. But we've realized over the last four years that we're not trying to solve a software problem. We're trying to solve like an agency vision and organization and habit problem. And we're just using software as like a means into it. Most agencies like Guava Box think that you just need a project management tool, but you need so much more than that. Like you need the actual system that goes into the tool and the tool is just a means to run that system. Um, so we kind of went back to the drawing board. We looked at like, who are our people? It's marketing agencies. How do we help them? Like, we want to help them create processes and systems so that they can grow their business without reinventing the wheel for every single client. We want to give them that structure. And, like, I think that there's this realization of, like, we can help, we can do that probably better than we are right now without running our own software company. And that was, like, a big pride pill to swallow because we had poured so much money, we'd poured so much time, so much passion, like, there's a like it's cool to say that we are SaaS founders, like we're SaaS startup people. Like that sounds cool today, um, and it it is, and it's it's a neat accomplishment and everything. But to realize that we can still deliver on, we can still service the pain and deliver on the promise by changing our vehicle was a big realization for me. And you can kind of walk through what brought you to that point, but like. When I saw that, yes, we can take this thing that we've poured so much blood, sweat, and tears into, outsource it to someone who's already got a better version of what we're trying to pull off, and we can double down on where our strengths are, like, that's when I started getting excited again. And that's where I kind of started to see some light at the end of the tunnel, of like, okay, we can get our swagger back because we, like, Gray and I have something that we're running towards together. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I, so we're wired very differently which is why can you can you tell guys <laughs> <laughs> which is why um we frustrate each other but also why we've worked so well for so long and why our friendship has not just been a good friendship but it's also been a good business partnership and so i'm super wired like i'm pretty logical and i look at numbers and i'm analytical and so for me i go back and i look at the numbers and it's clear hey, the training side of the business is really promising and is growing 
and the software side of the business is not growing nearly as quickly. And we are putting most of our effort into the software side of the business, not this training side. I've got an idea. What if we just follow what the numbers are telling us <laughs> and we focus on what it looks like you're good at? So that I had that side of my head telling me um, to just say, you know what? Why don't we why don't we make this transition and we either sell the software or hire someone else to take on the software or we um, stop doing the software and we partner with someone else to do it. And the flip side of it was everybody comes to us because agencies, and it's not exclusive to agencies, it's most people, are just looking for a tool because the tool is what we look for to save us and to fix all our problems. And so my big fear that I had to overcome before we kind of went farther on this transition was I'm afraid that if we don't have our own software, that people will stop coming to look for us and we'll be able to show them what they really need. And it's not that the software is not a big part of um, the solution. It's just that it's the secondary. The so- However, there's awesome software out there and there are agencies that get run into the ground every single day using Basecamp or Teamwork or Asana or ClickUp or any other do inbound. And there's agencies that are growing and not like seem from the outside like they're not having any problems they are um they're making real progress and solving real problems using those exact same platforms so the software is secondary clearly the software wasn't the that's not the answer because we've got agencies doing both things it's really the systems that they're implementing there but the software has to be implemented or the the so the systems need to get implemented somewhere and so the software it's not that it doesn't matter it's just that it's secondary um, so that was the big fear for me to kind of overcome before yeah. we could really um, unlock or let go, I guess, of being stuck where we were stuck and move forward. And that process for you and I to go through was really a, because we both wound up at the same place but through different processes. Yeah. Which is great to get to that same place when we got back to a shared vision. Um Fortunately, we have a strong relationship that was able to survive and kind of pull us together enough to get to the same point and be patient while we work through it in our own ways, but work through it together um, to get to, okay, here's what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. So let's – oh, did you have more you wanted to add there, Dimmer? Well, I just wanted to think about like relationships between co-founders. It's like you've got to know how the other person thinks and like – a long time ago, I realized you tackle problems and challenges differently than I do, and you approach them from a different way, which is like a serious strength for our business because we can we see different things coming and we react to problems differently and everything. Um, but if you're going through like a stormy season like we were, like that's an easy time to start bickering and start like chewing at each other and like start, you know, whatever. Like we could have been insulting each other and like blaming each other, but but grace of God, none of that happened. Like, and I think that's a just a a tribute to our friendship but the reason our friendship is strong is because we realize who we are as people and we can like we can see and navigate that and not just assume that you're thinking the same thoughts that i'm thinking and i'm thinking the same thoughts that you're thinking Mm -hmm. that's a good point (laughs) it's super important i frequently have that conversation with early stage founders of your business there's multiple partners in a business like you'll you'll pretty much never fail at a business because or you'll never fail i guess if your goal is to build a business not necessarily one specific like you'll rarely fail 
because of the idea. Because if you have a bad idea but a functional team, you'll just pivot the idea and go do something else. Um, But you'll definitely fail at some point, even if the idea is great and you can execute okay and there's a market and you have a monopoly. Like at some point, if the founding team can't get along and can't recognize who they are and find ways to accommodate each other, um, it's, it will fall apart at some point, regardless of the quality of everything else. Yeah, so true. So this is we got to this point, and this is where like the announcement of Do Inbound, say goodbye to Do Inbound, say hello to Zen Pilot comes in because moving forward from here, like we're united around this idea of simplicity. You know, software is an incredibly complex beast, and so moving forward, we're trying to simplify our business in all areas. So that in in that simplicity, we can focus on the key processes, the key systems to delivering on the promise of helping agencies implement processes and systems so they can scale without reinventing the wheel. Like we had brought so much complexity into our business that we were spending so much time like servicing that software tool. And that wasn't helping every agency that used it implement processes and systems. It was some. But there were others that were leaving frustrated and they they came trying to solve a pain and they left with the pain still there. So um, that's that's super exciting. And to go through this whole thing and to be here, like still fired up and excited to work together, still fired up and excited to work with the same type of people. And that's why this pivot is different than our last one. When we switched from being Guava Box and kind of where our inbound agency was our sole push into building do inbound and we were going to focus on agencies like we shifted everything we had that shared backstory of like oh you're an agency we used to be an agency we're we've got this agency thing going on uh but now we're doing something different we're here who we help and the problem that we're trying to help them solve have remained the same but we're shifting our vehicle to solve that problem because we've seen in real life like based on our experience based on the dozens and dozens of experts we've interviewed on this podcast based on working with over 900 agencies at this point, um, we've seen what works and what doesn't work, and we can now help shortcut those experiences for people. That's what Zen Pilot is all about. Yeah, I think to add to that too, like part of coming up with the, the naming process of Zen Pilot is which I'm sure there's we could do companies. <laughs> we could do a whole FAQ like there's so many questions that um, that people will have about this process and um, that uh, that we've that we've heard already but um, the the state that we're trying to address is the typical kind of not necessarily early not at the very beginning although they are also in this state but the state of chaos that exists in so many, is so pervasive in so many agency organizations. Mm-hmm. In some cases, they are good at the sales side and they have all these clients and trying to deliver. They might even have a system that they're running where they're delivering a set number of deliverables each month, but that's not actually producing results and it's chaotic because there's they're running into the same problem we ran have run into with churn where customers aren't getting what they thought that they were getting and they're leaving and it's hard to grow an agency where you're constantly turning things over if that's not the model that you're trying to build on or they might be in the other boat where they're okay at servicing but they have no predictable model for acquiring new business and it's chaotic and frustrating and stressful and the ups and downs of cash flow um, are challenging, but there's in so many agencies, there's this state and that's the agencies that we've helped the most 
have come in and it's been, we are really struggling with this. Maybe there's internal team misalignment or the, the wrong people on the bus period or the right people, but in the wrong seats. And it's chaotic when that's the case. And so obviously the concept of Zen, like we are trying to bring uh, confidence and help you um, be the, really be the hero and be the pilot using some simple systems and simple processes and proven principles to go from where you are today to after you've identified your vision and your target to a clear path to get there and then guide your agency there. So that is what Zen Pilot's all about. We're really excited to do it. Would you like to dig into, Dimmer, how we help agencies accomplish that end goal? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, we've been running this as a pilot with a handful of agencies, and that's been really good to do that and get like real real feedback from real agencies kind of going through the process. Um, so the way that we help is kind of blended how you interact with it is blended in three different ways. Number one, there's like on-demand video training. There are worksheets. There's like basically you have to go through modules, complete lessons, fill out worksheets so that information is applied based on your, your specific situation. Number two is you're working inside of a project management tool using pre-built proven templates that we supply and you we walk you through that in a very specific way so that you can document how you run your business, um, focusing on what is most important and ignoring what's distracting. That's the second pillar. The third is kind of the, the coaching and accountability piece where we're working through our curriculum calls to make sure you're doing the right things in the right order. Um, and then also supplying the community side of it too, which we didn't do a very good job of inside of Do Inbound is like, even though we're bringing all of these people together, they're not really talking to each other that well. So a big thing that we're trying to change moving into Zen Pilot is to leverage the fact that we're all on a similar journey together, kind of like this podcast. Um, and so bringing people who've gone through our program into a community together where we're trying to grow, move towards the same things, um, and build on each other's successes in that way. So, you know, that's my 30-second pitch on the structure of the program that we're going with right now. That's our vehicle today. We'll see how where it goes from here because we're going to shape this thing based on all the feedback we get from people that go through it. That's right. I'm I'm super excited about it. Um, the The impact that it's already made on agencies is is exciting. And as we roll it out now publicly, um, I'm really looking forward to it. So as we're recording this right now, it is the end of August 2018, right before we go to inbound. Um, as this goes live, you can check out, you're welcome to go to doingbound.com. That will take you to zenpilot.com. Go there, check it out. You're welcome to chat with us, send over any questions, and I'm sure we'll have uh, some follow-up podcast episodes where we share more about our journey, um, we'll share on the blog as well. Yeah. So that is that will come out. Um, we want to do a better job of um, obviously sharing agency story so the podcast um our next season is about to kick off and you'll get back to your regularly scheduled programming with weekly interviews with agency leaders and owners um and we'll do a better job of sharing our story instead of the retrospective hey here's when things were tough a couple months ago maybe do a little better job of sharing here's what we're going through um Mm -hmm. in the moment as we go and that'd be i just want to interject for a sec I want to, like I'd love to hear your feedback too as a listener like 
Gray and I are are trying to share, like, give you a view into what, where we are, what we're doing. Like Gray said, I agree with it. We want to do a better job of it kind of in real time moving forward. Um, but would love some feedback on, like, what you think of it. Is it helpful? Is it not helpful? Is it annoying? You call them BS? Like, anything. Where are you right now? Because at the end of the day, this podcast is here to help you grow your business. Um, and I, f- I figure if you can listen to how we bruised our entire bodies <laughs> i was gonna say bruised our knees but i feel like we did like a full face plant um that's right um, and just learn from our mistakes and everything that uh that'll be of value to you but i want to hear your feedback going through that so great so we what we really ought to do this is we've been going on for 40 minutes here what we really ought to do is we ought to condense this down at some point into here are the here's the five key points what we learned that's something to to do at some point. So if anyone wants to write that for us, here's our story. <laughs> go do it. <laughs> you, you, you go do the hard work. Bring it back. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so we'll we'll condense that down at some point. Though I'm excited to have this come together. This may be a future talk. So both of you, both of us, will be speaking. If anyone's going to inbound um, here the first week of September. Andrew will be speaking multiple times on Partner Day on Tuesday. I'll be speaking, talking about sales sequencing on Thursday at the conference. We'll give you a little bit more of a preview of those sessions here just before Inbound rolls out. And we're all there. Um, But look forward to connecting with a bunch of you next week. Dimmer, anything else before we let folks go back to their regularly scheduled programs? No, I'm done. I'm done pontificating. <laughs> we'll see you again on a future episode, and hopefully we get to say hi up in Boston. That's great. All right, well, thanks for tuning in for episode 155. We'll talk soon.